Amen. Now, if you're in the broadcast center or stood at home or in any place that you're gathering in right now, I want us to just begin to connect with God. Fix your eyes on Him this afternoon. Fix your gaze on Him. Lay down every weight. Lay down every thought. And just begin to lift Him up. Just begin to welcome Him where you are right now. Begin to exalt the name of our God. Begin to welcome Him. Begin to exalt Him. Extol His name. Lift Him up like never before. Lift Him up. Lift, lift Him up this afternoon. Jabandu Zebekerianda Satalia. Oh Father, we exalt you today. Ah, Ramando Zakande Zatalia. We turn our attention to you this afternoon, oh God. Lamando Zatalianda, fixing our hearts and our gaze on you today, oh God. Not the things that we are going through, not the things that we see in front of us right now, not the limitations, not the barriers, but we fix our gaze on you, O oh God. We lift up our eyes onto you, O oh God, and we look to you, O oh God, and nobody else but you this afternoon, O oh God. We set our hearts, we set our hearts on you today. We be, uh, we decide to behold you today, O oh God. We decide to fix our hearts and our gaze on you. No other God but you today. Today we don't look at the limitations that are around us. We don't look at the things that are limiting us. But today we look to our God, who to Him. Nothing is impossible with him. Mazebando shkarianda sterebeka e commando zatirianda leka. Today we choose to lift up our God. Imando zakarianda rabazete la kalande salamanda. Come and lift him up above how you feel. Lamande zatarianda ramakariende le kalamando zatarabakaria. Irregardless of how you feel or what you see right now, lift him up. Le kalamanda, set your gaze on him today. Raduske mande shtarabahanda le kalamande zatarabakaria. I look to you. God, the one is who is worthy to be praised, the one who is worthy to be adored. I look to the God that measures the waters with the hollow of his hand. I declare that you are bigger, I declare that you are stronger. If you're feeling like you're, you're, you're facing something where you feel like you're in the place of defeat I am here to tell you that you do that you serve a God who is bigger than what people say who is stronger than any other who's mighty than any other you serve a God 
that when he was creating the heavens and the earth he weighs the mountains and the scales and the hills in balance and the Come and set your gaze on him this afternoon. Set your gaze on him. Turn your attention to him this afternoon. Choose to behold him this afternoon. Worship him with your heart, with your mind, and with your soul this afternoon. Father, when we look outside, we see your beauty. You are worthy to be exalted. You are worthy to be magnified. Hallelujah to you, O God. Father, I lift you high. Father, I exalt you. Above all else, above all things. Come on, behold him this afternoon. Fix your gaze, fix your girls, turn your attention. To him this afternoon. We exalt you today, O God. We exalt you today, O God. We exalt you today, O God. We exalt you today, O God, with hands lifted up, with our hearts wide open. We exalt you today, O God. We exalt you. We humbly come before you, O God, and we exalt you today, O God. We lift up no other God like you. We lift up no other God like you. With our hearts, with our arms wide open, we exalt you. No other God, no other God but you today, oh God. We exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you. We sing our praises to you today, God. Today, oh God, we enter with our hearts wide open and in worship and in adoration of who you are, oh God. Giving glory to our King, exalting our God. Beholding our God today, setting our gaze on Him. 
sits in our hearts in him taking our attention away from everything else and giving it to him this afternoon we enter into the place of worship with clapping with the clapping of our hands with the praises on our lips today with the dancing I command today we sing the praises of our king today we sing the praises of our king we sing the worship of our king we choose to behold you today, O God. Jesus, man, that I'm on Saturday. Lakalaman, that a baby, 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 Satale. Akalabazetari and I. Jesus, now stay in that place of worship as we're about to enter into the time of worship. Jesus.
of your spirit we will ride on the wave of your spirit we hear the call Hear the call. This is our response. We're coming, we're coming higher. We're coming, we're coming higher. We hear you calling, saying, come, yeah. Oh, Zema Voka Paliva Zombrea. We hear you calling, saying, come, 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 come. Come, 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 come. Come, 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 come. Ima Zombe Vande. Zivrando Stapali Vakosapande. This is our response. We're coming higher. Zimbalevone. Zimbalevacostapaliva Zendea. We hear you saying, Come, 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 come. We're coming higher. We're coming higher. We're coming higher. We're coming higher. Do you hear the voice of the Lord saying, come? Do you hear the voice of the Spirit saying, come, come, come? There is an open door. There is an open door. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is an open door. Oh, there is an open door. Oh, there is an open door. There is an open door. Zemalamako there is an open door come and join me there is an open door 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 there is an open door. There is an open door. Oh, 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 o
There is an open door. There is an open door. There is an open door. There is, there is an open door. There is an open door. There is an open door. Mazomba Vandosha, there is an open door. 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 There is an open, 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 there is an open door. There is an open door. There is an open There is an open door. There is an open door. There is an open door. There is an Zimbeleveke palavase telemando shapale masutaya. Yeshua Hamashia. Yeshua Hamashia. Yeshua Hamashia. We worship you. Yeshua Hamashia. Yeshua Hamashia. Yeshua. Yeshua, 
Hamashi He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. We just want you, God. We just want you. We just want you. We're hungry for you, God. We're thirsty for you. We just want you, God. That is what we are here for. That is what we are here for, God. We've come to meet with you. come to meet with you there is nothing that we desire more there is nothing that we long more for than you God <laughs> my only agenda here is you God No gimmicks. No gimmicks, God. Just pure hunger. No gimmicks, just pure hunger. Just pure hunger. My soul longs for you, God. No fancy words. Just hunger, just hunger in my vando city. No fancy words, God. It's just hunger, it's just hunger. I just want you, God. Mama Baya Kappa. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you, God. In my baya kapa sapa. If I can just touch I just you, want you, if I can just touch you, God, I just want you, I just want you, I 
if I can just touch you God if I can just lay hold of you God just pure hunger pure hunger no gimmicks no gimmicks no fancy words it's just desperation it's just hunger I just want you. I just want you, God. Hey, I just want you. I just want you. Zamala veke pesopa. I just want you. If I have you, I have everything. I, I just, just want, want you. you. I just want you. Nothing in this world will do. I just want you. I just want you. I just want I just want you. Oh, nothing else will do. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you. Zavine veke pasto pale. Zevrendombe zevike levoshapa. I just want you. We just want you. We just want you. God. We just want you. This has always been our hearts cry. We just want you, we just, we, we just, just want we just you. Want you. Oh, we just want you, God. Hey, we just want you. Zimbebe ke pasone. We just want you, we just want you. We just want you, we just want you. We just want you in your fullness. We, we just want you in all experience. We want the authenticity want of your you. presence, the kind that will mark us forever. We just want you, God. We just want you. We don't want the thrills. We don't want the goosebumps. We just want you, we the authenticity you. of your spirit. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. We just, we just want you, God. Oh, I want to drink. I want to drink from your well. The one that will never run dry. I just want you. I'm drank from the wells of the world. And it's evident that I will not be satisfied. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you. Mazeke pando shafale. Ima zomba le costa pando shafale. I just want you. We 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 just want you. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will 
Zimbre Costa I don't know if there's anybody else in the room that is hungry for God. I don't know if there's anybody else in the room that just wants to. You know that there is a there is there is a place in God that you can get to. That you can lay hold of him and never look back. With no limitations, no hindrance, nothing stopping you, just going full steam in pursuit of God. In pursuit of God, no distractions. <laughs> I pray that even as we proceed with the 12 hours that God will stir up a hunger and a thirst on the inside of you. I pray that a desperation will arise on the inside of you even as we proceed for the next 12 hours, 11 hours. I pray that God will stir up a hunger on the inside of you. I pray that God will stir up a thirst. That God will stir up that desperation that God will break off that lethargy over you Mazemba loko shapane boza imareko stopere bo 
we've come, we've come, we've come. We've come, we've come, we've come, we've come. We've come, we've come, you call come, here we are, you called and here we are. You called, here we are, God, we've come, here we are, God, we've come. Zimba Navando, Zimba Navando, you've called and here we've called and here we are, here we are, here we are, surrender, here we are, surrender. Lean it on pair before you, don't pair before you, Zika Pando, Stapa, Zika Pando, Stapa. Above our noise, God wants our hearts today. The Father is looking for people that have come to draw from His presence today. He's not looking for mumbling. He's not looking for noise. He's looking for hearts. Leba, you can have my heart, O oh God, today. I give you my heart today. Many times I've noticed, even for myself, when you go into the presence of God, we always start to, to mumble and to utter stuff. And sometimes we don't take the time to really connect or to question if we're really connecting with God. Because at the end of the day, all God wants is our heart. He wants our heart. And Kingdom Culture today, can we give God our heart? Even for the people that feel tired, for people that have issues in their life, you might be saying to yourself, God, I don't have anything to give. I, I, I feel this, I feel that or this disappointment or that disappointment but all he's asking today is can you give me your heart genuinely can you give me your heart and God understands there are many things that we cannot give per season per time because of what what we might be going through but all he's asking simply today is can you give me your heart can you give me your heart? Are you able to authentically and genuinely connect with me? Ba 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 ba. 
God is not a taskmaster. He cares about your needs. He cares about the things on your heart, the things that are troubling you. Father, today I give you my heart. As much as I'm the one leading, I want you to take the responsibility to begin to connect with God for yourself. I'll pray for myself, but please don't spectate as I connect with the Father. God, today I give you my heart. I surrender my heart to you today, Father. My deepest desires. The things that I'm scared about, I give them to you. As we begin to, to lay down our hearts, as we begin to confess to God the things on our hearts, our deepest desires, the things that trouble us, God is going to begin to act and give us words, encouragement. Because many times we always go towards the wrong source. Whenever we feel depressed, whenever we feel tired, whenever there are things on our heart, we just allow ourselves to sit with those emotions and feelings. And we end up gravitating towards everything else besides God. But all God is asking today, are you able to connect with me? I want your heart. I want your heart. God is addressing individual people. God is saying, Natalia, I want your heart. Jamila, I want your heart. Dorinda, I want your heart. God is asking us. I want your heart. Father, today we give you our heart. Labraseto. It is so easy to hide behind the noise. It is so easy to just babble in the presence of God. The difficult thing is to say, God, I give you my heart. God, I, I feel this way. I feel this pain. There's these expectations that I have. And I'm afraid that you disappoint me again. I've trusted you before. I believed you before. And sometimes I haven't received what I was believing for. But God, I just surrender. I believe you. God is just asking every person here that I want your heart. Even if you're tuning in online, begin to connect with God wherever you are and say, God, I surrender. I give you my heart. I give you my heart. The way that I feel, my disappointments, my expectations, I give you who I really am. Who you really are is not how you're dressed today. It's not how you sound like. There is a, there is a reality on the inside of you. And the, the heart is that is the seat of that reality. And God is saying, I want your heart. I want the real you. Father, as we're in your presence today, we give you our heart. We are laid out lovers for you. We want to have a heart-to-heart -heart connection with you in your presence. 
What is worship other than two lovers coming together and exchanging what is on their heart? Many people idolize marriage but don't realize that what we have between us and God is much deeper. It's much deeper. He wants to connect with us on a heart-to-heart basis. Father, today, individually and as a house, we say, Father, we surrender. We give you our hearts. We give you our hearts. Lebra sika labra seto. Leba ba 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 ba. Eka neme suto libra sata. Le dali kalabra zoto ikana mande. Leba ba 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 seto. We give you our hearts today. Labra sekere de robo soto. Lebra sata. Lebra sika labra sekere de robo soto. Reba sika labranda. Do not leave this place without having connected with God for real. Lebra sika labra seto. Maki labria soto lokro brondo do dobo sata. Leba de 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 robo sika labande de de robo sika. Ho kalabra. Father, we love you. We confess our love for you today. You're not a taskmaster. You love us and you desire our hearts. You want us in the totality of who we are. You don't just want our words. You don't just want our worship, but you really want to connect with us, O God. And Father, today we respond to your request for intimacy. And we say, Father, we give you our hearts. We desire you. We want you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Welcome everyone to the house of the Lord. Welcome to Kingdom Culture. And I just want us to make a shout just to thank God. If you're happy to be in the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll try one more time. I'll try one more time. Maybe it's my African accent, but you guys didn't hear me properly. I'll try one more time. I said for God, I want us to make a shout of joy as people that are glad to be in his presence. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Amen. Before we get over to the next stage, which is the word, there's going to be some announcements for us. So pay attention. Hello, everyone. My name is Peniel, and I'll be bringing you this week's announcements. So welcome to the last quarter of 2023. Can we just take a moment just to thank God that we've made it this far. So many things have gone on in this world, but you are still here. So just take a moment just to thank God. And if you haven't yet seen the promises that God has given you for this year, you have four months. Don't give up. You have four months left more prayer, more fasting, contend for what has God has spoken over your life. Our prayer culture continues with their watches. So Monday to Friday at 6.30 a.m., at 12 p.m. and at 7 p.m. We also have a prayer watch going on on Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 p.m. If you would like to join or partner with what we are doing here at Prayer Culture, please contact the team on prayerculture at kculture.org or you can also join our telegram channel if you haven't already now is the time to give so for those of you online the, the details should be on your screen now 
um, and can also be found in the description box of this video. If you're in the building, please look around for the ushers that are handing out the envelopes. Please do not forget to reference exactly where you are given to. The Days of All consecration journey starts from the 16th of September. If you're not familiar with this, please take time, set time aside to read more about it as part of the Feast of the Lord. Do prepare your minds and your hearts as we go on this journey with God. Royals, our children ministry, gather together every Sunday at 11am. So if you would like your child to learn more about the principles of the faith, please contact the team on kcroyals at kculture.org. Captivating Women, our, women, our women's ministry, gather together on the 16th of September with the complete woman. The details are on your screen now. You do not want to miss this. To know more about us, please speak to one of our leaders and complete the link that can be found in the description of this video. You can also contact us on contact at kculture.org. Now, don't go anywhere as we have a word from the Lord. Thank you. Bye. Amen. Thank you for those life-changing announcements. I just want to emphasize something that you mentioned, Penyal, in those announcements that it's not the end of the year yet. There's a few more months to go. So stop planning Christmas just yet. If there's anything God has given you as a word, content with that word. Let's put in the work. This is not the time to, to put our gas off the pedal. Let's, let's contend and let's prayerfully believe God for the things that he promised us at the beginning of the year. Amen. Amen. So before we get into the word, I just want us to all rise up. Um, a word is coming. A woman of God who needs no introduction, but just for 60 seconds, I just want us to begin to prayerfully prepare our hearts. Prayerfully prepare, just for 60 seconds. Father, we thank you. We accept you today in the vessel that you have chosen to deliver the word through. We're anticipating a move of God because of your word that will be delivered today. Father, we are receptive to that word and we, we are excited to receive the word that you have in store for us. And Father, we even thank you for the speaker today. We thank you that, Father, that you've anointed them. You've anointed them, Father God, to give your word. And Father, we're anticipating that you will touch our hearts, you will transform us. You will give us something new, something fresh that will be empowered, oh God, even for the remainder of the, word, the, the year because of the word that will be delivered today. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I just want us to, to make a shout to God and to thank God for the vessel that he has chosen to deliver the word today. Amen, amen. Before amen, we take our amen. sits, I just Before want us to sits, I just want us to literally spend literally two to five minutes and just press into the presence of God. If you can pray in the language of the Holy Spirit, just pray in the language of the Holy Spirit. We sang earlier on that we have come to draw from the well. You are at the well. You are at the well. You need to draw. What do you do when you come to the well? You don't just stand there and observe. When you come to the well, 
You don't just stand and look pretty, look handsome. When you come to the well, how desperate are you? How desperate are you to draw from the well? How desperate are you to drink from the well? How desperate are you if there was a crowd at the well when you came, at the hour that you came, if there was a crowd at the well, what would your posture be? Would you really be hungry to draw from the well or would you say, I'll go and come back another time? This kind of well is not a well where someone will draw on your behalf. There has to be something on the inside of you that is crying out for whatever is in the well so that you can draw. You can draw from the well. Elijah was told, eat, drink for the journey. The journey is great. Ah, when you are at the well and you know the journey that is ahead of you. When you are at the well and you have perceived what is ahead of you. It will determine how you draw from the well. It will determine the quantity you are going to draw from the well. It will determine the posture. Depending on the type of well, you might not be able to just stand there and draw from the well. You might have to bend over. You might have to get into a posture like Elijah got into a posture where he literally put his head between his knees. What will be your posture when you come to the well? When you come to draw? If you know if you know that there is more that God is calling you to do, you know the journey is greater. You know that there is more. You know that there is a nation that needs you. You know that there is a city that needs you. You know that there are a people, a generation that needs you. You will not just stand when you come to the well. You will draw. You will draw because you know you cannot be without what is in the well. When we when we hear the story of the Samaritan woman, the kind of well that we are drawing from this morning, it is not your ordinary well. It is not your ordinary well. This is the kind of well where you draw, you draw, you draw, and you thirst no more. It is a well, a well of living water. Saints, you are at the well. 
Ashiko you are at the well 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 ayamande babasikara eh draw 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 yamandi masikereya ribebe sundaria basikadu lebretika zonte masikaya draw Ishale baba sikare Eya baba baba Ali baba Eh for out of your belly shall flow makada. when you draw from the well the well of living water then out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water not rivers which run dry rivers of living water Ah, Father, we have come to draw. We have come to draw. We have come to draw. Yamanda Baba Baba. Ah, la Baba Baba Sikere Shata Baba. Hisakera Baba. Ah, la Basikere. Fill me up. Fill us up, Lord. Till we overflow. Fill us up, Lord. Till we overflow. Fill us up, Lord. Till we overflow. Till we overflow. Till we overflow. That when we go into our communities, ah, there's an overflow. There's an overflow. There's an overflow. When we go into our workplaces, there's an overflow. There's an overflow. I am Makata. When our kids go to their schools, there is an overflow. There is an overflow when we go into the hospitals when we go into the highways and the byways when we go into the cities into the nations into our generations there's an overflow there's an overflow there's an overflow there's an overflow Oh, Shana, there must be an overflow. There must be an overflow. Ayaba sikerere. Ebra shikata. Ayaba. Eraba. Out of my belly. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. Shall flow. Rivers of living water. Out of your belly. Shall flow. Rivers of living water. Draw from the well. Draw from the well. The well of the most high God. The well of the King of Kings, ah, the well, the well of unconditional love, ah, yabasikereya, draw, draw from the well, yibasukereya, basikereya, lima mande baba, eshakeda baba, ah, Father, we have come to draw, we have come to draw, because we know. Without your living water, we cannot overflow. Your word says miracles, signs and wonders shall follow. Without drinking from the well, 
without drawing from the well. Uh, miracle signs and wonders. Miracle signs and wonders will not be possible when we don't drink, when we don't draw from the well. When we hear about the, 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 the woman from Samaria at the well, after she encountered Jesus, uh, she went uh, and she told uh, everybody that she met, uh, ah, I just encountered uh, the well of living water. I just encountered her. Uh, I just had an encounter. Ah, nobody could shut her up because uh, she had had an encounter. Ah, nobody, uh, nobody could shut her up uh, because she had drunk her. Uh, ah, she had drunk from the well. She was uh, she, she had tapped into an overflow. She had tapped into a source. Ah, Yamanda Baba. There is something uh, that she tapped into. There was something she tapped into and she was able to go. Ah, this well is not your ordinary well. Today is not like every other day that you have come to draw from the well. Today is different. It is different. Out of your belly. There will be an overflow. As he fills you up, there will be an overflow. So drink, drink, draw. Ah, there's, a, there's an infilling. There's an infilling right now. Don't let this minute pass you by. Don't let this moment pass you by. As it fills you up, as it fills you up, the Lord has heard your cry. He has heard your cry. Ayimakade baba, lima masoda, ikodoba zabari ata baba, ebrekita dzika toyaba. Ishakade dede. Ah, we want more. We want more. We want more of you, Lord. Ayabasikara, as you fill up up Lord we want to see you we want to see you ah Jesus we want to see you as we draw as we draw our communities will hear of you because of the offer floro Oh, rebebebebe, zane mama, 
Isariane masota Osoko torobo sikare Izani maliba zetereya Isoko toroyobo sare We are here for you We are here for you We are here for you to draw from you Eshakia Bandeya Isakutare Mandeya Oshaki Darendara O Salima Mande Baba Oh channel of our spirits open up Channels open up Channels open up. Oh, there's an overflow. Ahimande Babaraba. Oh, pour it out, Lord. Pour it out, Lord. Oh, Shaimande Mamandia Baba. Oh, Sare Baba Zikare. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do Holy Spirit do what only you can do Holy Spirit do what only you can do Father we thank you we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we say thank you. Precious Jesus, we say thank you. Breath of God, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you are doing, Lord. Thank you for the privilege to draw, to draw from your well. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, as we continue to draw, come and speak to us. Come and speak to us. Our ears are open to hear from you, Lord. Our eyes are open to see you, Lord. Our eyes are open to see you. Our eyes are open to see you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Amen.
we have not finished drawing. We are going to continue drawing. Just in a different dimension, in a different way. But we are still drawing. Father, I pray that as we go into your word, that you will speak to each and every one of us, individually and corporately. Because we will not live this place the way that we came. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to tune in to what the Spirit of God is speaking to you. I might be the, the vessel that he is using, i.e. the one holding the microphone, but I want you to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Don't listen to Pastor Lee's, listen to the Spirit of God. Listen to the Spirit of God. Amen. Before I go into the Word, I need to give honor to whom honor is due. Reverend Israel, Dr. Ajake, we honor you. And that includes Kadesh and Jeremy, yes. We do miss you, but we are carrying on with the work that you have left us. <laughs> it is indeed a privilege and an honor to stand before you and deliver the word of the Lord today. I've titled today's word, What Do You See? Sometimes we don't realize that what we are seeing is affecting us. We don't realize that what we are seeing is affecting what we are saying. We don't realize that what we are seeing is affecting what we are thinking. Sometimes we don't even realize that what we are seeing is affecting what we are praying. Or even it's affecting how we are praying. Or how we are approaching the throne of God. Or how we are worshiping God, how we are coming into his presence. We sing amazing songs with amazing lyrics. But in, in the midst of singing those songs, is it just words that we are throwing out into the universe? Or are we singing from the depth of our hearts having communion with God having fellowship with God sometimes we we sing or we I don't know if I should say we worship but let's say we sing because it's what we do when we come to church right there's praise and worship we do praise and worship but really what is going on in that moment what are you seeing are you beholding the Lamb of God? When we sing songs like, Worthy is the Lamb, what are you beholding? 
when we sing songs like yes we're drawing from the well what what are you seeing in your spirit what are you seeing because what you see is going to determine your posture what you are seeing is going to determine how you approach yes we can say that god is in the is in the room the presence of god is here but if you can't tune into your your spiritual eyes and see you will not engage the way that you need to engage because you didn't see and when i'm talking about seeing i'm not just talking about seeing from the physical but i'm talking about also seeing from the spiritual so my question to you kingdom culture pastor tosin minister amanda what do you see for anyone that is tuning in online what do you see and i'm not just talking about what do you see when you come to a sunday gathering but i'm talking about what do you see on monday what do you see on Tuesday? What do you see on Wednesday? What do you see on Thursday? What do you see on Friday? What do you see on Saturday? Because what you are seeing is determining how you are behaving. It's determining your actions. It's determining the words that are coming out of your mouth. Sometimes you look around you and you see like, there's fire, there's fire on the mountain. And you start shaking. And you say, hey, my life is finished, it's all over. Because of what you're seeing. Instead of, we're not going there today. Um, instead of seeing with the eyes of the spirit. When you get a prophetic word, what do you see? Because what you see when you receive that word is going to determine how you war with that word. It's going to determine what you do with that word. When you have a dream, you have an encounter, you write it down in your journal, in your notebook. Do you just leave it there? Or do you then start to see something? Does heaven start to paint a picture? Because what you are seeing is going to determine what you're going to do with that. What do you see? What do you see? The action that you take after you're seeing can actually provoke heaven. So what do you see? The things that God has spoken to you in times past, what do you see? When you read his word, read your Bible, pray every day. When you read the Bible, what do you see? Do you see the word of God coming alive? Or do you just see another book that I have to get through my one-year reading plan? What do you see? When we talk about the love of God, what do you see?
when we talk about God being our good, good father, what do you see? Because what you are seeing is going to determine what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're thinking. When we get into worry mode, it's because of what we're seeing. It's because of what we have chosen to focus our gaze on. But even the Bible says, look at the birds. Look at the flowers. Fix your eyes for a moment on them. Do they worry? Do they lack? Do they, do they have sleepless nights saying, hey, how am I going to do this thing? How am I going, how am I going to get through this week? So how much more you who says I have a relationship with God? What do you see? When you get into the place of prayer, what do you see? What do you see? I want you to ask yourself that question. The season that I am in, what am I seeing? Because that is determining how you are posturing yourself in this season. What do you see? What you see will determine the pace at which you walk, the pace at which you run. You know, sometimes there are some people that will see spiders and they will run, <laughs> right? There are some people that will see spiders and they will run because of what they have seen. For some people, they'll just hear there's a spider in the room. Ah, I'm out. But it's what they see and they just jump. When God is speaking to us, what do we see? And how fast do we take action? How fast do we respond to what he is showing us? What do you see? It's going to determine the pace at which you get up. You might be in a place where you, you've been praying and fasting and you've been spending so much time on your knees. And God is now showing you a picture of your deliverance. Now, do you remain in the same posture? Or does your posture now change because you have seen your victory? You have seen your deliverance. I remember a couple of years ago, I was believing God for something. And I was, I was praying and I was like, God, you, you have to make a way. And I remember this particular day, I saw, I saw something. I literally saw gates opening, doors opening. I said, hey, my open door. I changed my posture because I was seeing something different. So my prayer changed. When we say that we should praise God before the blessing comes, it's about what you're seeing. If you don't even picture it or imagine it, you will not praise God. You will wait till you see it before you praise God. So what do you see?
what you see can affect how you relate, how you relate with people. Sometimes we look at people and we're like, I'll stay away. Sometimes we do that. And then we change the way we relate with them because of what we are seeing. You could walk past someone on the street, you see how they're dressed, and automatically you make certain assumptions in your mind, and then it determines how you relate with them. I remember a few weeks ago, I was on the bus, and this lady, I looked at what she was wearing, I was like, where's this lady coming from? She was dressed a bit rough. And after about 10 minutes on the bus, she turns to me and she starts talking. <laughs> Part of me just wanted to like look to one side, like, <laughs> I don't know if you're okay. But I was just like, okay, let's just, let's just have a conversation. Let's just, let, let, let's just, let's be friendly. Let's just relate. Because all she wanted to do was talk. I could have just ignored her. But just thought, there's no harm. But how many times do we, we see and we turn the other side? We see and we don't want to know. We make an assumption. In the Bible, when it talks about the story of the Good Samaritan, you see the different people that came past and they saw. And the reaction was different. Because of what they were seeing, it changed the way they related with the person. If we could turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 8. And this is a scripture that we're familiar with, I, I would like to think. So Mark chapter 8. And I'll read from verse 22. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then he spit on the man's eyes and placed his hands on him. Can you see anything? He asked. The man looked up and said, I can see the people, but they look like trees walking around. Once again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes, and when he opened them, his sight was restored, and he could see everything clearly. As I was reading that, I asked myself, Let's imagine a scenario where Jesus did the first step and he said, okay, go. So imagine this man walking around seeing men as trees, basically seeing people as trees. 
How do you think he would relate with people if he was seeing ministries? There would not be any relationship, right? Because it's a tree. <laughs> I'm just seeing trees which are moving. But there was a need for Jesus to complete the healing so that he could see clearly. And that just emphasizes how important clear sight was and is. It was important for him to see clearly, otherwise he will not function in the capacity that he needed to function in. So it's important for us to be able to see clearly. You cannot have compassion for people if you see them as trees. If you're just seeing moving trees, you can't be... There'll be no need to be kind to them. There'll be no need to show the love of God. There'll be no need to tell them your testimony. There'll be no need because you're seeing them as trees. So I want you to realize that what you see is important because it's going to determine how you fulfill your walk. It's going to determine what you do as a child of God based on what you are seeing. Now, you're probably saying, well, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So, you know, why, is us, why, why, why are you talking about what we see? But when the Bible, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, when the Bible talks about we walk by faith and not by sight, that faith there is referring to your, your conviction in God. It's that conviction that we have in God. And when he talks about, you know, not walking by sight, it's not focusing on the external things that are temporal. So as children of God, when we talk about what do you see, there has to be a seeing that goes beyond the physical realm. So that means you're, you're engaging your heart into seeing. You're engaging your mind into seeing. You're engaging your spirit into seeing. It's not just about, oh, I can see this bottle. It's beyond that. So what you are seeing is important. And it goes beyond just the physical. When Hannah was in her place of prayer and Eli comes in and Eli's like, are you drunk? What's, what's going on? The way, she, the way, the way that she was, she was really desperately praying for him, he was seeing her as this drunk woman. But when she responded, he gave her a word. And the Bible doesn't say she remained there praying like that. She, 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 she could see after the man of God said what he said. She could see and she rose up. She changed her posture because of what she was seeing. Is it that Samuel was born in that moment? 
physically know. But there was something she was seeing. Just because you can't see the baby doesn't, doesn't mean someone is not carrying a baby, right? Just because you can't physically see the baby, it doesn't mean they're not carrying one. What do you see? What do you see? Your sight is going to be important if you're going to manifest the fullness of God. If you're going to fulfill our 2023 year of government, governance and governing, what you see is going to be important. The people that you're governing, what do you see? Do you just see, oh, it's just these people. Or do you see with the eyes of heaven? Do you see from heaven's perspective? Because that is going to determine how you govern. What do you see? In Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, and I'll just read probably two, three verses from there. So I'll read from verse 35. So Matthew 9, 35. The Bible says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest. What do you see? The Bible tells us that Jesus, so, now, the disciples were also seeing, right? The disciples were seeing the crowds as well, because they were there too. But there was something different about the way that Jesus saw. Because the Bible says he saw and he was moved with compassion. There was something that was provoked from his seeing. When you see, are you moved with anything? There are some people that we see and we are moved with anger. It's true. There are some people that we see and we are moved with anger. And it could be because of what they're doing, what they're, like, it could be for different reasons. You might be driving and someone cuts in on your lane. What do you see? <laughs> you see red. What, what do you see? I remember a few years ago, I think God started to 
deal with what I was seeing. Because um, I was, I was, you know, I was like, God, I'm available to you. Like when I go out every day, I, I want you to use me. And so I remember one day going on a bus and there was this lady with crutches and I was just observing, I didn't do anything. But there was a conversation going on inside. And it was like, so you see this woman with crutches, is this stirring anything in you? Are you, are you moved? Are you bothered? Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw. And so I was like, wow, okay. I have to start seeing differently. Wherever I am, not just in church, not just when I'm around, you know, friends and family, but actually ev every, everywhere. Don't just see from the human perspective, but see from the eyes of God. Sometimes we, we see from, an, from, from the lens of offense. And because of that, we don't do what God needs us to do because we are seeing through eyes of offense. And the Holy Spirit will convict us. He does convict us. And it's entirely up to us to respond to the conviction or not. Oftentimes we walk away and we don't respond. But every time, every day, When you go out, what do you see? Do you see a lost soul? Or do you just see some random stranger that you don't want to talk to you? You don't know them. You're, you want to mind your own business. So day to day should mind their own business. It's, it's, it's true, right? What do you see? Because sometimes we, I'm leaving the house, I'm going to work. So I don't, I'm focused exactly. I, nothing else should come in my way. But sometimes heaven will just divert you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will just pull on you. Can you see through the eyes of compassion? Instead of seeing through the eyes of judgment. Instead of seeing through the eyes of offense, anger, bitterness. Can we see through the eyes of compassion? Or can we be like Jesus and allow ourselves to be moved with compassion based on what we are seeing? What you see is important. You might go into the office day to day and you see your colleagues and yes, they're colleagues. There are people that you work with, eh? But beyond that, what do you see? 
Can you see the heartbreak that someone is experiencing? The heartbreak that God has equipped you and empowered you to come and be a solution to. To come and provide some sort of solution. Can you, can you, can you see that? Because sometimes the problem is not even about what we are seeing out there. Sometimes the problem is about what we are seeing when we look at ourselves. And because of that, we disqualify ourselves from, the, from, from seeing what God wants us to see. Because we are too focused on seeing how we don't qualify. We are too focused on seeing our own inadequacies that, dis that supposedly disqualify us from being used by God. But all God is asking is, can you see yourself the way that I see you? Because if you saw yourself the way that I see you, you will realize that you are a person of influence. You will realize that you are a powerhouse. You will realize that I have called you and set you apart for such a time as this to be a prophet unto the nations. Can you see that? What do you see? What do you see? Sometimes we go into our workplaces and we just, this is just my job. It's just my job. It's just a job I do. I have my work life and I have my church life. I have my family life. I have my, we over compartmentalize our lives. But what do you see when you over compartmentalize your life? Do you see yourself in a different capacity in all these different lives, in all these different compartments? So here I can talk about Jesus. Here I can't talk about Jesus. Here I can, like, what do you see? Because that's going to determine how you're behaving. It's going to determine your actions. It's going to determine what you're saying to people. But before we get to that place of being moved with compassion, be moved with compassion when you see yourself too. Because sometimes we can, we can be so hard on ourselves. We can be so hard on ourselves to the point that we, we want to be perfect. And because we're striving to be perfect, it's easy to, to miss what Christ is saying. It's easy to think it's by works. But this walk with God is not by works. When you, when you see what Christ has done at Calvary, when you see that cross, you know, there's the song, when I see, I, when I see the cross, I see Jesus, right? I think, if, I, if I'm getting the words right. Yeah, when I see that cross, I see Jesus, yeah? When you see the cross, what do you see? Do you just see these bits of wood that came together and then there was a man that was hung on it? What do you see? Because what you were seeing, even when you picture the cross, determines how you respond. 
to what was done at the cross. What do you see? Jesus was moved with compassion. In John chapter 19, John chapter 19, and I will read from verse 41, I think. Okay, ignore that scripture. Um, ignore that scripture. I will find the right scripture. Um, the scripture that I'm after, which I will find in just a moment. Okay, if I don't find it, that's fine. But it talks about Jesus coming into the city and because of what he saw, he wept over it. Because of what he saw, he wept over it. When you see the city that you're in, when you see the community that you're part of, when you see your family, what is stirred in you? What is provoked in you? What posture does it, does it force you to get into? If you seeing somebody or seeing others doesn't provoke you into some sort of posture, maybe you're not seeing. Maybe there's something wrong with your sight. You might need to go to Kingdom Specsavers. If you are not provoked in some way by what you are seeing, like when you see the issues in today's society, what, what does it do to you? Like, do you even react? Or you're like, I don't, I don't want to get involved. It's none of my business. I'm staying out of it. Well, you can't stay out of it. You can't stay out of it because you're an ambassador of Christ. You were called to bring kingdom influence here on earth. So you can't stay out of it. How are you going to have dominion if you want to stay out of it? What do you see? Do you just see a lost generation that will not turn back to God, that will never turn back to God? Or do you see a hunger and, do you see like people who are hungry and desperate and crying out for help? What do you see? It will provoke you. It will move you. And if you're in that place where you're like, I can't see, like I'm struggling to see, ask God. If you ask God to show you, to open your eyes to see, you will see. You will see. He will show you. There are things that, there are pictures and images that he will show you about different things. There are different 
images that I have in my mind every so often. And sometimes it's when I'm going through a particular season that God will just show me. And it just, it brings a sense of calmness. Like there's, there's an image I always have of, of God literally standing with his arms open wide. Like saying, my daughter, come. And that always does it for me. Like I might be having the worst day, but I see Jesus with his arms open wide saying, come, come, come to me. Let's have a cuddle. What are you seeing? When you are worrying and breaking down. When situations have gotten to you so much that you don't know where to turn. What are you seeing? Are you seeing your helper? Or are you seeing a God who is not bothered about what you are going through? What are you seeing? When the brook has dried, what are you seeing? Or there might even be a brook and you can't see it because you're so focused on what's not going right. You're so focused on the issues that are going on around you. You're like, God, you don't even care about me anymore. That's why I'm dying here. God's like, nudge, nudge, just look over there. What do you see? What do you see? There's a, there's a famous preacher out there who talked about how he met his wife. And he said he was in the place of prayer. He was on his knees and he was praying, praying, praying. And he was like, God, just reveal her to me. I want to see her. I want to I know who she is. And literally, these are his words. He had the Holy Spirit saying, open your eyes. He's like, I'm praying, leave me alone. I'm not going to open my eyes. <laughs> and eventually he opened his eyes. And so he, he was down on his knees and he opened his eyes. And he saw these beautiful legs. And that was the end of it. Because the, the legs attracted him, I guess. But, but he, he, was, he was in that place of prayer. And... He had to see. He had to open his eyes to see. Like you've been praying. I've heard you now. I have brought the blessing. I have brought the promise. I have answered. Open your eyes and see. For a minute. Stop crying your eyes out. I have sent help. Help is right in front of you. Just open your eyes and see. You might have a need, and it's been a need that's bugging you. And you've been praying, you've fasted, you've prayed. You... What do you see? Go back to God and say, Lord, open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see. Because when you see, your prayer will be different. If you're not somebody who visualizes like the word of God, start doing it because it will it will change how you how like it will change how you're seeing those story, those you know the, the the parables we read about it will it will change how 
you are envisioning what you're reading. Like if you can just picture the Hebrew boys when they were being thrown in this fire, like the fire is burning here. It's such a huge fire. It's, it's so hot to the point that the, the guys that are trying to throw them into the fire get burnt themselves. Like just picture that. That will help you to understand the faith of these Hebrew boys. When they say, even though, even though you throw us in there, our God. That's the same God that we serve, right? Your God. So you might be seeing like you're in a fire right now. But can you see your God in the midst of the fire? In the midst of the storm? Can you see the lights? What are you seeing? What have you chosen to focus on? When, when God places a burden on our hearts, oftentimes there's a picture he'll also show us. There'll be something that you're seeing in the place of the spirit and it will push you to groan. It will push you into that place where you just, you're, you're, you're down on your knees, you're in a posture and you're just like, God, something has to change. What you are seeing is important. In Nehemiah chapter 4. So ne Nehemiah is someone I always like referring to because he allowed God to use him in such a way that he could have minded his own business. But he, he allowed God to do what God needed to do through him. In Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 13. So it says, actually I'll read from verse 12. At that time the Jews who lived nearby came and told us ten times over, wherever you turn, they will attack us. So I stationed men behind the lowest sections of the wall at the vulnerable areas. I stationed them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. After I had made an inspection, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Nehemiah made an inspection. How do you think he made an inspection? He saw. He saw. And when he saw, he was able to say the things that he said. What you are seeing is going to determine what you are saying. He saw what was going on. And he knew these people needed some encouragement. He saw. He didn't just 
see with his physical eyes, but he was seeing beyond that. He was seeing based on the office he was also serving in, the capacity that he was in, he was seeing. And he spoke from that place, speaking words of encouragement to the people. Do not be afraid. It takes a lot of boldness to say, do not be afraid in the midst of, in the midst of your enemies. <laughs> in the midst of, you know, people who literally want you dead, but you're standing there and saying, do not be afraid. There must be something that he is seeing that these people who are afraid cannot yet see, but he has seen it. To the point that he has the conviction, he has the audacity to stand and say, do not be afraid. There is something he has seen. Sometimes there are things that you will see in the secret place. There are things that you will see in the place of prayer that will give you such a boldness and audacity to say the things that you say. And people will be like, are we seeing the same thing? you will have such faith such boldness to just speak I was saying about asking God to help you to see to give you little images that that just keep you going and encourage you and one of the ones that works for me as well is you know, when we talk about the lion of the tribe of Judah and I can just see God like, like this, this mighty lion and he's roaring through me. And that gives me a boldness. Like the lion of the, like he's with me, like there's this mighty lion and he's just going roar. And I'm like the, the one there and the roar is coming out of me. That's one of the images. But ask God to just help you to see. To open your eyes so that you can see. Because sometimes we go through life situations and, and we're like, I want to trust God on this one. I know the Bible says I should trust God on this one. But I don't know how. Because this thing looks hard. Like I know I need God, but I don't see where God is going to come from. I don't see how God is going to do it. Lord, open my eyes so that I can see. I trust you. I want to trust you. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Help me to see. Help me to see you fighting for me. Help me to see how you are delivering me from dangers that I don't even know of. Help me to see you in the midst of the worst battle. Help me to see when I'm at breaking point. Help me to see when my emotions are all over the place. Help me to see when I need comfort. Help me to see that you, are, you have not left me. You will not abandon me. You are right by my side. Help me to see. Help me to see your leading so I know where I need to go. So I know what direction I need to walk in. 
In 2 Kings chapter 6, we read of Elisha and Gehazi. And, you know, these, these guys were coming. They were coming to meet with Elisha. They were coming for something. And Gehazi's like, hmm, I see a mighty army coming. What's happening, Elisha? What are we going to do? And what did Elisha pray? Open his eyes so that he will see. He was getting worried. He was fretting. He was like, how are we going to do this? He was like trying to, count, trying to count. You're trying to count and you're trying to multiply the numbers in your head because you can see there's so many coming against you. And you're like, but we are just me and you. How are we going to do this? Elisha wasn't, he wasn't shaking. He just, God, help him to see. Open his eyes to see. And it's interesting when you, when you go on to, to read the verses there, how, you know, sight was used in an interesting way. So I'll actually open it. So 2 Kings chapter 6. And I'll start from verse 15. So when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. So you can imagine, like, he woke up and he was like, oh, let me go and see what's outside. And he goes and he sees this mighty army. <laughs> just, just imagine that image. Like you've just woken up. You want to come out and see the sunrise. And all you can see is a mighty army that has surrounded you. And he goes back in, probably like shaking. And he asked Elisha, oh, my master, what are we to do? And Elisha's like, don't be afraid. Elisha answered, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed, oh, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw that the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. What is that battle that you are facing? What are you seeing in the midst of that battle? You might be saying, but God, I'm just me. How am I going to defeat all these people that are coming against me? The Lord opened his eyes and he saw. So what was he looking at before? Because after the prayer, his eyes were opened and he saw. The hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Where were they before? Like when he, you know, came out to check out the sunrise and he saw the the, the, the enemy, the enemy's army. He didn't see the, the army of God that God had raised up for Elisha. And the Bible goes on to say that as the Arameans came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, please strike these people with blindness. This kind of prayer is serious. 
please strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha told them, this is not the way and this is not the city. Follow me and I will take you to the man you are seeking. And he led them to Samaria. When they had entered Samaria, Elisha said, oh Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked around and discovered that they were in Samaria. It's a setup. That was a real setup. Like you're here right now and then all of a sudden you're blind because a prophet of God has prayed. You're blind. Didn't you want God to just deliver you from your enemies like that? Because in the end, they literally like he leads them in front of the very person. It's like they've been captured and then they're powerless. But see how sight was used. They were made blind and then they were led. You have to be concerned about your sight because if you are spiritually blind, if your sight is not important to you, you will be led astray. If you're spiritually blind, you will be led astray because you'll be looking for someone to lead you and in the hands of the wrong person, they will lead you astray. They were led off mission. These guys were led off mission. And they found themselves in front of the king of Israel. And the king of Israel is like, my father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he replied. Would you kill those you have captured with your own sword or bow? Set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and they return to their master. Our sight is very important. What you are seeing is going to determine the action that you are taking. Look at what Gehazi was seeing initially. Look at what Elisha was seeing. What gave him the audacity to see, like to just to not to not be shaken by the fact that he was surrounded by a by a by a mighty army? What made him like just he wasn't shaking. He was like, my friend, keep quiet. And then he just prayed. And then all of a sudden, this guy could now see. Just, just, just imagine this kind of story. Ima like picture it happening in front of you. What we see is important. What are you seeing? What do you see? Your sight is going to provoke you to take certain action. When we read about Elijah, Elijah was like, go, go, go see if the rain is coming. Go see if the rain is coming seven times. He sent his servant, go check, go check. And eventually, they sew. And his posture changed. Because of what they were seeing. Because of what they were seeing. In X chapter 3. 
we read about Moses and the burning bush experience. He saw something. He saw something. The Bible says, so this is Exodus chapter 3. From verse 1, meanwhile Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from within a bush. Moses saw the bush ablaze with fire, but it was not consumed. So there was something that he saw. Something caught his attention. Something captured his focus. So Moses thought, I must go over and see this marvelous sight. Why is the bush not burning up? When the Lord saw, so Moses saw, and he wanted to draw nigh because of what he saw. And then the Bible says, then the Lord saw. So there are things that will be in our path that God is using to grab our sight, to grab our focus, to grab our attention. Moses saw the burning bush. He could have carried on shepherding the sheep. But he was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to let this moment pass me by. I just saw something that's drawing on me, that's pulling me. And so he was, he was coming close. And in heaven so. The Bible says, verse 4, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, he answered. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. What I want us to take away from that, Moses saw. Moses saw something. How many times do we walk past burning bush experiences? How many times is God calling us into an encounter, but because our focus, because our sight is on something else, we miss what he is drawing us to? Moses so Moses could have carried on like doing his, going about his business like, God, do you know I'm, I'm on a shift right now? I don't have time for this. But no, he allowed his schedule to be interrupted because of what he saw. There are things that you will see in the, in the place of the spirit that will pull on you. That will disrupt your schedule. And you can't just walk away. Because it, there was a ripple effect. He saw, it captured him, he came close, and then God saw. 
and God spoke. It was like, now I've got your attention. Let's have a conversation. There's some conversations that God wants to have with you. But the way that he's going to grab your attention is by what you are seeing. Where your focus is. Because what you are seeing is determining your focus. Moses saw the burning bush. It captured his attention. What has captured your attention? What has your sight? What has your sight? And the last scripture, as I round up, the last scripture I'm going to read is from Hebrews chapter 12 and just just verse 1 and 2. And as we round up, I just want you to to get into sort of reflective mode. And just, what am I seeing? And if there is something that you think you need to be seeing, but you just can't see it, ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes so that you can see. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, do you see that you are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses? Let us throw off every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with endurance the rest that is set out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. If we are going to run our walk with God and to run it the way that God wants us to, if we're going to run this race, walk this walk, We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We need to see Jesus. We need to see Jesus because when we see Jesus, it draws us to a different place. When we see Jesus, when our sight and our focus is captured by Jesus, Our actions are different. Our behavior, our mannerisms are different. The way that we interact with society is different. The way that we speak to people is different. When we see Jesus. I want us to just stand up wherever you are or even get into a a posture to just, Just say, Lord, open my eyes to see what you need me to see in this season of my life. Lord, open my eyes so that I will see and I will speak. I will see and I will be moved. I will see and I will take the action that you want me to take. Open my eyes to see, to see the people around me the way that you see them. 
liko sanderi ya basikara rebeshika dozati ya mamande balisata rebebezika du ya basekada rege dojani male basikata reke dushati ya bazikere sato lebrende bejika tura babaze tayaba father open our eyes lord lemezika de bashekata rege dedezati ya babasikata open our eyes so that we will see lord yemagade bashikata Rege de 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 open our eyes so that we will see uh, we will see our cities uh, the way that you see them lord uh, so that we will see the people around us uh, the way that you see them father rebeke zikatejata open our eyes so that we will see the harvest lord lemazoni maribata ya rege de jata babasa kataya lord open our eyes uh, so that we will see ourselves uh, the way that you see us lord uh, Fix our focus, fix our sight, Lord. Rimati bayika de baba. Ribobo zika de basheta liya baba. Rege doza tima linda reke da. Rebebebeja katala ya Father, help us to see her. Help me to see her. Lamaka de basika da. Help me to see what you want me to see, Lord. Ribeke ziya tababa. Rebebebeja tomaria de kazata. Emelisa toya. Open my eyes, Lord, that I will see her. That I will see who is with me, Lord. Father, as a house, open our eyes, Lord. So that we will see the cities and the nations that you have called us to, Lord. Misa Katiaba, Rebebe Zonto Robo, Librete Gazika Dera Mande Baba, Lebreke Inda Liba Zotoho, Rebeke Zina Mamasa Tayaba, Ekadeba, open my eyes to see, Lord, to see my situation, the way that you see it, Lord, change my perspective, Ebarikada, just as your word says, Behold, I do a new thing, do you not see it, do you not perceive it, Leberika. De baba zika deya, rebebebe zike dereja te babo, le bason de ba, rike doza top. Open my eyes so that I will see. Ema sike deya, ibrokon de ba shigoda, libebebe zati mare. Open my eyes. Open my eyes to see. So that I will position myself. So that I will posture myself. Open our eyes to see. Oh, open our eyes to see in this season, oh God, that we will see the things that you want us to see. Open our eyes to see. Help us to see the way that you want us to see. 
Holy Kado Jetendebe Ikataya. Let's just stretch our hands and just pray for Pastor Liz that God in this season she will eat of this word and begin to see the way that you want her to see. Father, we thank you for bringing a word through your servant. We pray that in this season, oh God, she would experience the benefits of this word, that she will begin to see the way that you want her to see through different circumstances through her walk with you oh god and everything that you've called her to do that she'll begin to see open up her eyes in this season bless her oh god father we thank you replenish that which has been released in jesus mighty name amen and as we take the communion this afternoon I want us to just continue in that line of prayer as well. Because the communion is something spiritual and supernatural. And the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis, if we're going to see, I believe there are some things that we need to let go of. And the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis 13 from 14 that after Lot had gone, after Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abraham, look as far as you can see in every direction north south east and west i am given all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession so let's stand up i want us to pray that even as we take the communion this afternoon that whatever it is that we need to let go of so we can see as far as God wants us to see. We can see as God wants us to see as a house, individually, spiritually, mentally, physically. That as you take the bread and the wine that represents the flesh and the blood of Jesus and the Bible tells us that he broke the bread and he blessed it and then he blessed the wine and he said they should take eat for that is his body and they should drink because that is his blood and the Bible says, as we do this in remembrance of him. So I want us to do this in remembrance of him and put a demand on God that as we take this flesh and blood, 
that everything that we need to let go of that it will be taken off of of us so that we can begin to see the way God wants us to see so let us take the flesh can drink and I want you to open up your mouth just for about a minute or two and just say God in this season as I've taken this I begin to let go of everything that is injuring me from sin because the Bible says after Lot had gone then Abraham was able to see Whatever it is that is hindering us from seeing the way God wants us to see, let it be done away with. In the mighty name of Jesus. Any weight, just like the scripture that she read in the book of Hebrews, any weight, let it be done away with. That in this season, this house will see. We'll begin to see the way God wants us to see. Individually, we'll begin to see. We'll begin to see that God will begin to make ways where we think there is no way because we're seeing the way God wants us to see. So for one minute, lift up your voice. And just say, God, in this season, I want to see the way you want me to see. That we'll begin to see, oh God, in this season. That we will see like never before. Despite circumstances and situations, oh God, we will see the way you want us to see. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will see the way you want us to see. We'll be able to perceive that you are making a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Despite what we are going through, despite what may be around us, we will see see the way you want us to see in jesus mighty name amen amen and amen hallelujah wow what an amazing service what an amazing time we've had just a reminder this afternoon that if you've not given your offering you can give your offering what the details are in the description of the video and they'll probably put um, the flyer up again to give you the details of where you can actually give your offering and God will bless you as you do so. Amen. Let's just close the service. Father, we just want to thank you. We want to bless you for such a great time in your presence. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your word that has been released. As we step into this new week, and thank you for this 
new month that we'll begin to see the way you want us to see that things will begin to shift and change as we begin to see differently in the mighty name of jesus father we pray that you will have your way in each and every life in jesus mighty name amen and amen glory be to god amen let's just share the grace may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit be in abide with us all now and forevermore in jesus name amen surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen amen god bless you thank you for joining us and have a great week bye for now
more time. No one.